Hi, I'm Luann Botta, and I'm Marianne Crum. You know, lots of things may be in short supply these days, but hope doesn't have to be one of them. Join us for the next 30 minutes or so, and we'll remind you how you can live with unquenchable hope. Hi, everybody. We are getting ready to start a new series for a a couple of podcasts, at least, on the topic of sacrifice. And at first, Mm -hmm. when Luann suggested this topic, I thought, (laughs) where are we going to go with this? But as always, God is faithful to give me more words than anyone wants to hear. (laughs) So, So I do have notes. But the story that came to my mind right off the bat is very fresh in my mind and actually on my hips. So, so <laughs> probably six weeks ago, I had to go to a neurosurgeon because I've been having some issues with my neck and my lower back. And he wanted me to try this medication to help with pain, nerve pain. So I'm like, okay, well, I noticed that I I hadn't changed any of my eating habits, but my clothes were nightmarishly getting tighter and tighter. I know. Killer. I felt like one of those balloons that they blow up for the Macy's parade. (laughs) It's like, what is happening to me? This is my worst nightmare. I was exercising. I was eating less and my jeans were cutting me in half. I don't know why. I guess I had a revelation from God last week to actually read the paper that came with those devil pills. (laughs) One of the first side effects was weight gain. I don't read those papers. (laughs) If you read the papers that came with medicine, you would never take anything because it'll be like uncontrollable diarrhea. You'll lose your vision. But so weight gain (laughs) is on all kinds of those. And I didn't pay any attention to it. But I'm telling you, this was for real. It's like, I don't want them in my house. I rebuke this. So anyway, I've been not taking them for about a week. The point of that story is I was not willing to sacrifice Mm. weight gain for a little pain relief. And it really wasn't that much pain relief. I mean, they they did work, but I'd have to be in a whole lot more pain than that to, (laughs) to want to blow up like the Goodyear blimp. So, and that is the idea with sacrifice. In fact, when I looked up what it actually means, it says sacrifice is always used in the context of giving something up for a higher purpose. Mm -hmm. The thing being sacrificed, even if precious, is considered less important than what giving it up can allow to happen. And in my case, yes, I was not going to trade pain relief for weight gain. Yes. Heaven knows. Okay. (laughs) I'm telling you, I'm sweating now as I'm talking about it. (laughs) I want to pose a question to you, Lou. And I I did give her like 10 seconds of warning on this. (laughs) Have you ever sacrificed one thing for something else and then later realized that was so not worth it? You know, I have just started a weight loss program and I did not care for the food that they gave you. Because <laughs> it looked like donkey it food. Just, well, it was dry and I, it it was, was, I was, was always so thirsty. She was like, I got to eat every two hours. <laughs> but see, this was, was so bizarre because I stuck with it, lost 10 or 11 it pounds. like barbecued yeah. tree limbs. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I did lose the weight, so I did get what I wanted from it, but I'm not staying with it. So I don't know if that's part of what you're saying, sacrifice. I've sacrificed eating that food for the month, but I did get a good reward from it. I don't know if that goes with it. I couldn't think of anything right off the bat. So if I thought about it, watch, I'll get in my car and I'll call you and say, I have like the best idea. (laughs) 
but I, I don't have it right now. So that's the only thing I could think. Of. Because I don't know. I think that in our everyday lives, we're sacrificing stuff all the time. We're just yes. not aware that that's what we're doing. When I waste time, yes. I'm essentially sacrificing something else for that time. Yeah, that's right. No, that's right. We sacrifice a lot of things. Every time we buy something, we're sacrificing money for whatever it is we bought. Yes. And sometimes we make wise choices and sometimes we We don't. don't. But Mm -hmm. when Luann first suggested this subject, because of the way my brain is wired, which she can't understand, but (laughs) I had to divide it into points. Yes. I just have to. That's fine. That's good. So I thought about the concept of sacrifice mm-hmm. in the Bible and in our Christian lives in three categories or three points. And so we're just going to flow with these and see where it goes. The first one was in the Old Testament, God's covenant mm-hmm. with the Jewish people required constant sacrifices. Yes. So we're going to talk a little bit about what that was about, that whole yes. Old Covenant. And then the second thing I thought of was how Jesus was the final sacrifice. That's right. That's an awesome topic, so we'll stay on that one for a while. And then the third part, which is where we bring it down into our lives, is that when we say we're Christ followers, Mm -hmm. we're going to have to make Mm -hmm. some sacrifices, Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. for our salvation, Mm -hmm. and we'll make that clear. Yes. Following Christ means Mm -hmm. that we follow in His steps. Yes. Yes. And I think that's where I was thinking from when I first thought about it. But I like which way we're going. I like that. Okay. You all right with this? Yes. I always have to start back in the Garden of Eden and work our way forward. And I'm sure Abraham will... Oh, Abraham, he's in my notes. I knew he would be. (laughs) So the first section then will be about why does God require sacrifices and how it came in from the very Mm -hmm. beginning almost. One thing I was reading about it was really interesting, and it, it gave four reasons why God instituted this whole system of sacrifices okay. in the Bible, mm-hmm. which really, to be honest, when we're reading it in our day, seems a little gory. Mm-hmm. But these were the reasons. Just jump in here if yes. any of these kind of resonate with you. You being Luann, yeah. you can jump in out there <laughs> by yourself, too, if you're listening. <laughs> so the first one was that sacrifices helped to turn the Israelites away from sinning because it was this visual, gory Mm -hmm. thing they had to do. And it was a deterrent. Yeah, that's good. Yes. I mean, it would deter me. Well, yeah, I think, (laughs) and I think what's good about we going into this part back in the Old Testament is because it's our example Mm -hmm. of a sacrifice and walking through from the old and then Christ and then what are we sacrificing? Yes. You know, so that's a good way to do it. So I think with these guys, yeah, that would be a reminder. They only sacrificed it once a year, right? Well, no. No, because they, they did it more than that. Yeah, they had sacrifices yeah, a, lot. a lot. We'll yeah. talk in a minute okay, about the, go, go, one, I'm sorry. the one big one that you're talking about. Yes. But under the law, they, oh, no, you're right. they you're were right. always sacrificed. If yeah. you were a critter back then, you could not breathe easy because you might be the next uh, sacrifice. <laughs> I am no rabbi or expert on Jewish things. Yeah, I know. So we're not going to camp out too much on the details. But honestly, if you think about it, if I knew that under some law, I had to sacrifice a bull or a goat or something like that every so often to pay for my sins, it would make me want to not sin. No, good. And I think what it was, it showed the seriousness of sin. The sacrificing of an animal showed the seriousness of sin. The second reason for the sacrifices is that the sacrifices provided a symbolic payment for the debt 
of the wrongdoing, mm-hmm. kind of like paying a ransom. Mm-hmm. The animal has to give his life yes. instead of me giving yes. my life. Yes. So God was trying to impress on them Correct. that somebody has to pay for this sin. Mm-hmm. And of course, all of this is really just leading up to Christ. Right. Which well, it all boils down to blood. Because yeah. it's a blood, blood sacrifice is what it is. Yes. Uh-huh. And I looked up why that was uh, oh, yes. necessary. Mm-hmm. And I'll get to that in just a minute. Oh, no, get Sorry. Sorry. Everything is going to be in just a minute. <laughs> That's all right. We're That's going with right. it. We're good. Okay. We're good. So the third one, I, oh, <laughs> under that second one that it, it provided a symbol that something had to be paid. Even now, I think that sometimes what we don't get is that sin costs. Yes. It always costs yes. us something. Yes. And this was just a visual way. And for someone that of meager means, sacrificing a, a bull or a cow or a goat yes. was a big deal. Right. That was a right. lot of meals for them. Yes. So, Well, I think, too, it's, it's also showing that instead of punishing people for their sin, you took something innocent and sacrificed it before Jesus came along. That's- mm-hmm. Yes. All these things are a picture mm-hmm. of, again, what his ultimate solution for our sin yes. problem was going to be, or the yes. ultimate payment for the debt that we owe. Mm-hmm. The third thing was that it provided a symbolic purification for the community and the temple from the contagious infection or the damage caused by sin. Wow. So it was sort of a purifying yeah, thing. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that, that contagious aspect of sin. And boy, you can really see it. When you think that you're getting away with stuff, mm-hmm. all it does is encourage you to do more. Keep I mean, look it. at any three-year-old. Or look at a lot of adults. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just a reminder to all of them that sin is like an infection, and it's also a contagious infection. That's exactly right. So having to go through all of this, what looks like to us kind of honestly as rigmarole. Yes, yes. It was very yeah. complicated. Yeah. Would be a good reminder that, okay, this is a big deal to God. Yeah. For sure. And he was trying to protect them. That's exactly right. If he leaves us to our own devices. That's right. We will always head straight off the cliff. That's exactly right. No, that's good. The last reason for the sacrifices, it provided a way for God to maintain his presence with his people without compromising his divine justice. Wow. And that's huge because God is a just God. Mm -hmm. He always acts consistent with his character. Yes. He can't just not require justice Mm -hmm. for sin. Mm -hmm. We have mercy and grace now because Jesus already paid for our sins. That's right. But... His justice required somebody to pay. That's right. Not mm-hmm. because he's vengeful, it's because he's just. Yes. Yeah. One of the sacrifices and one of the days in the Jewish calendar still that is really, really important is Yom Kippur, mm-hmm. the Day of Atonement. In Leviticus 16, we all love to read Leviticus. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I wonder how many verses in Leviticus you have memorized. <laughs> I have it open to that. I don't have any of your Leviticus memorized. <laughs> okay. Well, this is where God was, bear with us as we read from Leviticus, God was giving instructions to Moses about these sacrifices. Yes. Okay, he was kind of telling him how he wanted him to do it. Yep. I think this was after Aaron's oh. sons had done it the wrong way and died. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it was a serious stuff. Um, yes. And this is... He wasn't playing around. No, he wasn't playing around. No. This is what God said to Moses. 
This shall be a permanent statute for you in the seventh month on the 10th day of the month. You shall humble yourselves and not do any work, whether the native or the stranger who resides among you. For it is on this day that atonement shall be made for you to cleanse you. You will be clean from all your sins before the Lord. So on that day, once a year, the high priest went by himself into the Holy of Holies behind the veil in the tabernacle or the temple. And it was complicated. I was reading about it, and I do not know how those guys stayed on script. Yes, <laughs> and I know. you know if they did it wrong, they were toast. No, yeah, they. But they had to like they could die in there. Do no, they one had thing, a, and then they had to go out and do something else, and they had to bring this animal in and that animal in. It was it was no, they not had to just, follow it to the yeah, T. Wasn't like no, one thing right. in this ceremony. There were all kind of things. Boy, <laughs> right. Yeah, I would not have <laughs> been raising my hand for that assignment. <laughs> But one of the things that he did was he sprinkled the blood of, I think it was the bulls. I got kind of confused. Some of this involved goats and some of it involved bulls. bulls, But they took some of the blood and they sprinkled it on the Ark of the Covenant, which was the box Mm -hmm. that was inside the Holy of Holies and on the mercy seat. And this made atonement for the Mm -hmm. sins that people had racked up over the year. But the thing that hits me is that it was temporary. Yeah, they had to do this every year. Oh, yeah. No, right. Right. I don't know how long they basked in the euphoria of, oh, gee, we're clean, we're clean. But I bet it didn't take them 10 minutes before they'd racked up more sins. (laughs) Yeah, right. I mean, I was just thinking about living under I did not think of that. And the difference that we have. Yeah, I didn't never thought of that. Yeah, it was just like a temporary fix. It didn't get to the root of the problem. Well, I guess it's how seriousness they took it. If they took it seriously, then maybe it lasts a little longer. Yeah. Legally, they... Only had to do this one big thing that the priest did once a year. But I'm saying you would really not feel clean. Yeah. They didn't know what was coming ahead with Jesus, obviously. So this is the only thing they knew. In Leviticus 2, the blood of an animal symbolized its life. And then in Leviticus 17, 11, it says, For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you on the altar to make atonement for your souls. For it is the blood by reason of the life that makes atonement. And so they understood that. So it could be like us when we realize we can come to the Lord at any time, go into the Lord and ask him for forgiveness. It sticks for a little while. So I don't know. I think they took this very seriously. Oh, this and they was still the do. rituals that they did. Yeah. And they believed it. And yeah, yeah, no, that satisfied the requirements of the law. Yeah. But I think as we'll get to when we get to the, the happy second part of yes. this thing that we have so much oh my gosh better of a deal uh yeah yeah well, only one so, time their whole thing was fear of god mm-hmm. and even in these sacrifices like we said if the priest did it the wrong way they tied ropes around the ankle <laughs> yeah. of the high priest right in case he got zapped in there and they had to drag him out <laughs> well, they put bells on his on, on his the fringe ro- of his robe ro- right mm-hmm. so as long as he was t- t- tinkling <laughs> he was ringing <laughs> But I mean, seriously, if you were that guy, you would be minding your P's and Q's. Absolutely. So, I think there's probably, there's a huge reverence. So yes. we can sit here and we're teasing, yeah. but that's right. a massive reverence yeah. to God. It really compared is. Compared to what we do today. Yeah. Well, we have had, a lot of cheap grace that I think we try to get away with. Well, yeah. The next thing I had in my notes actually was when we look back at this whole system and we think, wow, killing all those animals, that seems cruel or yes. it's so gory. I realize that I think what we're not getting is how serious yes, sin is. Very much so. 
And what an affront it is to God. Yes. It's hard for us to grasp that. Well, I think, too, because we're not hearing it a whole lot. We don't hear that things are sin anymore, that everything's being tolerated. Yeah. And things are being tolerated in the church. Mm-hmm. So I think that we're not taking it seriously. Well, not everybody. I don't mean that. But yeah. Yeah. In general. In general. But if we really look back at what happened in the garden. Yes. We're going back there. Yes. Sin was rebellion. Sin was Huge. Adam and Eve yeah. saying, we're going to believe Satan over God. That's right. We're going to take Satan's side mm-hmm. over God's side. Mm-hmm. And maybe they didn't even think of it that way, but that's essentially that's how God took it. Correct. Yeah. And nothing's changed about that. No. Mm-mm. When we sin, we are taking sides with Satan. That's right. That's good. Against a holy God. That's right. And it's hard for us to wrap our brains no. around the seriousness yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. But I think this Old Testament sacrifice system, that's some of what it was supposed to demonstrate. Yes. I'm making it complicated. I'm making it cost you something. Mm-hmm. I'm making it gory because sin is gory. And, and, sin yes. is serious yes, and its, it's consequences serious. are serious. Yes. Right. Yeah. And I think he knows how we get caught in that and it separates us from him. And I believe that, yeah, he was trying to make a point. Same, yeah, a lot mean the fear lo- of God. The fear of the Lord. Yeah, yeah. Which is another thing I don't think we have <laughs> as much as we wouldn't let happen what's happened. No, you right. wouldn't let things slip through the cracks like we have. And I say we because I put a lot of it on the church because I think we have a big voice if we would use it. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes pastors don't want to because they're afraid to lose their flock. And yeah. And yet I do believe there's a hunger. Oh, yes. For There's people to hear that. Yes. If it's not just fire and brimstone. No, no, no. But if you present the whole yep. counsel of God, there mm-hmm. should be a healthy fear mixed in with yes. that. That's right. Even in the New Testament, you've got Ananias and Sapphira. Mm. Who no. were you again? Know, he wasn't playing. Zapped. I know. Yeah. There's not as many of those stories in the New Testament right. as in the Old Testament, but God hasn't changed. No, correct. And I think the biggest thing is, is not that we walk around with this fear that God's going to strike us with a lightning bolt, although He could mm-hmm. if He wanted to, <laughs> but more just realizing who this holy God is. I think if we're going to say we're following him, then we need to understand what that means. It's wonderful to come to Christ, but how many people stay? Mm -hmm. How many people walk it through? Because it can be a tough walk. The principles of the Lord are solid. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what has happened is this that principles are being whacked left and right in, in, our, in, our, in our society. And yeah. so then you find casual Christians or you find casual living. People think they're coming to follow Santa Claus. Oh, yeah. No, I just talked about that. I, I had an opportunity to speak to a wonderful group of women over the weekend, and I did bring that up. I said, when you're following Christ, there's a sacrifice to that. There's a cost. Mm-hmm. And are you willing to pay the cost? We're going to talk a lot more about yes, that I figured part that, in that's the part three, but as we kind of wind down this first episode mm-hmm. on this subject, going back to the idea that all along God knew that this system of Old Testament sacrifices under the law was just a temporary fix. Yes. He had always planned a more permanent way to reconcile us to himself. And that that's one of the important things. He's not just an angry God that has to be appeased. No. He's a loving father who wants a relationship with his kids. 
but he is a perfectly holy loving father who can't fellowship with sinful people. That's right. So there had to be a way made. Yes. A more permanent sacrifice. Very much. And in Hebrews 10, you can read a lot more about how all of those things just foreshadowed what we're getting ready to talk about in our next episode with Jesus. But I've just picked out a few of those verses Verse 1 and then verses 3 and 4 that said, For the law, since it has only a shadow of the good things to come and not the form of those things itself, can Mm -hmm. never, by the same sacrifices which they offer continually every year, make those who approach perfect. But in those sacrifices, there is a reminder of sins every year, for it's impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Yeah. So there it is. The cool part is not getting stuck again in all of the ritual and all the stuff that the priests had to do, but realizing that from the beginning, it was just a picture of what was coming. Yes. That God would make the final sacrifice. That's right. But he had to get the people ready for that. For what that would mean. Why I had written down here, animal sacrifices were not a solution in themselves. They foreshadowed another ultimate sacrifice, the atoning death of the Son of God. But to kind of leave us with practical, I guess, application to what we just talked about so far, as Christians, we can still get stuck Mm -hmm. in that mindset of wanting to pay for our own sins Mm -hmm. or rituals taking the place of what God really wants, which is a relationship with us. And anything can become ritualistic. Yes. And a way that in our minds, well, if I do enough good things, mm-hmm. then he won't be so mad at me for doing this bad thing yes. over here, or I have to make up for this bad mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Instead of really understanding this new covenant that we're under, yes. it's not about us performing. Yeah, performing or making mm-hmm. sacrifices mm-hmm. for our own sins. Mm-hmm. And none of those good deeds that we do are in order to get God to love us. Right. It's not about that. And I agree. And I think the hope that we can bring to all of this is that the Lord loves us so much. He wants us free from sin. Mm -hmm. And he started it from the very beginning, from the Old Testament, and he continued through the new, brought himself in the person of Christ and wants us to walk alongside of him. And he wants us to walk free. And we're free when we're not bound in sin. From the very beginning, he told Adam and Eve that sin is death then death is separation from him. That's right. So he said, if you eat of this fruit, it's going to bring death. He didn't necessarily mean physical death right that minute, Mm -hmm. right then, but it was separation from him. Yes. And that's what it does in our lives too. Mm -hmm. So it's important to frame all this. And what he always is after is relationship. That's right. That's what he's doing all of this for. That's right. That's what all these sacrifices were about. Yes. So that he could dwell with them when they had the tabernacle and yes. he was with them yes. and in the pillar and, and in the fire uh, and then mm-hmm. in the temple and he was in mm-hmm. the Holy of Holies, his presence. Mm-hmm. The only way that he could even be with them in that way was for somebody to have paid for those sins. That's and that's right. what all the sacrifices that's, were that's for. Right. That's right. And I think also the sacrifice that was to be Isaac mm-hmm. with Abraham, mm-hmm. and that was to sacrifice his only son. And yet there was a, a ram in the thicket. Abraham was willing to do that. The Lord wanted to sacrifice. It was not going to be a person at that point because it was going to be Christ was going to be the son. Mm-hmm. So that's why the ram came through he and provided. they end up doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that just opened the gate to what was going to happen in the New Testament. That's right. Yes. All right. So All right. come back and boy, next time <laughs> is going to be good. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. 
If this podcast encouraged you, it might encourage someone else too. So please share it and share some hope.